0: Hello, and welcome to the post to post podcast, live from Studio A, the production studio. Studio A. It's uh, different. It does it look is. different. We'll tell you why in a second. This is season five, episode seven, for June thirteenth, twenty twenty one. I'm Jason. That's Neil. Hello. Alright, so last night was intense. <laughs> why do you always gotta start the podcast with these intense things? Okay. I say hi, that's Neil, he's like, sup. Or hello. Well, what are you gonna talk about first? Okay, if you're listening to this podcast, I can't go any further. On the audio version, you don't know what's up. But people on YouTube, if you're on a phone, you might not be able to see it. But if you're on your computer or a TV or something, mm-hmm. something ain't right. Something is definitely not right. So Neil, and his great artistic skills, oh, it's so good. decided to go out and buy some face markers. Mm-hmm.
1: Some face paint. Crayons, I guess. Yeah, they're
0: like crayon marker face paint. And he decided to draw a Montreal Canadians or attempt to draw a Montreal Canadiens logo on my face.
1: Uh, you lost a bet. I lost a bet. You bet that, or we bet that if the Montreal Canadiens beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, that
0: I would wear a face tattoo. I think you would get your face And then that. somehow that got changed into face paint. Yeah, which is better. Sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess. And we forgot last weekend. So I apologize totally. for that. And here it is.
0: So if you're watching this on YouTube, you've got to deal with this for however long this podcast ends up yeah. being.
1: And if you're an audio listener and you haven't watched the YouTube version or the video version of this podcast, I highly recommend that you make this your first one. Because you're gonna see a Boston Bruins fan in all Boston merch wearing, wearing Montreal needs. Yeah, I don't know if it
0: shows up real well or not. Hopefully, it does. But yeah,
1: it's it's noticeable.
0: It looks like something ain't right. <laughs> Definitely, that's that's where I'm at. So, why are we in this studio? So yes. last night, kind of had a rough night with my little guy. Um, we didn't get any sleep. I'm running on fumes. So I don't know how this podcast is gonna go. I know we say that a lot, but
1: we'll get I, through it. We'll get
0: through it. It's um, also really hot in here. So I had to drop. My little guy off at my parents' house, who we are looking after him for the next few hours. And it just so happens that my parents literally live 30 seconds from Neil's house. So I was like, well, wh- why don't we just save some time? And while I drop him off, we can just come shoot it in the production studio. So we're going to go with it.
1: Yeah. So you're going to see actually see a part of my room that you've never really seen Yeah, we got some Greta
0: Van Fleet and some records. LPs up there. Yeah, I got the Interstellar record. <laughs> That's in the what I say. There. This is like the one. Maybe this wall here is the only other wall they haven't seen. Yeah. And, I, I'm and the little cubby wall, back yeah. there. but. Uh, you're seeing more and more all the time, I guess. Yeah,
1: and I can see the random table over there with a bunch of completely random stuff on it. But yeah, so I am going to do a room tour, actually. It's, I've already, already started to film it, so. Heck yeah. Yeah, all right. Well. Oh, by the way, I'm wearing Boston because I feel like it's bad karma for me to make that bet with you and then you lose. and Heck yeah, put it on there. So I, I just appreciate to, that. I wanted to even out the karma, so I decided to wear Boston to <laughs> offset it.
0: Right on. Double Boston <laughs> yeah. with Montreal on my face. Mm. Hope my dad doesn't see this. <laughs> That'd be real bad. He'll disown me i'll send it to him okay so we've gone a few days without hockey now
1: yeah there's no hockey friday there's no hockey saturday no hockey today Oh, there's hockey today oh
0: okay i got that wrong i thought it was tomorrow we started back up Uh, the
1: montreal game starts tomorrow the game that's happening today is on in
0: by the way we're also doing this late because like i said in 40 minutes wow well we're we're gonna miss part of the start of that then yep sure probably anyway unless (laughs) this goes really quick So, yeah, we're going to we're going to get through this.
1: There's lots to talk about, but there's almost not at the same time. Yeah,
0: it's kind of good in a way, because like I said, this has been I mean, yesterday was okay. The little guy was kind of agitated and it was like stiff. And I was like, what's up with that? But then he's doing that again this morning, didn't sleep well. So kind of running on fumes here. So anyways, speaking of Montreal Canadiens, let's just jump right in. Talk about some playoff news. So we're on to the next round. Let's recap a little bit of some thoughts of the outgoing rounds and the teams that are no longer with us. So we'll start with Canadians sweeping the Jets. Are you surprised? Super surprised. I'm not surprised Montreal won. Okay.
1: That's why I agree with this one. And I said that in my series preview. I'm like, I'm not going to be shocked if Montreal wins. Yeah. But I'm blown away that there was a sweep. Yep. I just, and it wasn't like Montreal played good. Don't get me wrong. They played very good. But Winnipeg didn't show up through a lot of that series. Yep. And I think a lot of the, I don't really want to say blame, but it wasn't just Montreal
0: playing good. It was also Winnipeg playing bad. Yep. So. Yep. And Crazy. I mean, obviously Shifley was out, they had a couple right. injuries, but I mean, I think going into game four, especially, I think a lot of people thought it was over. Like, I felt good. Yeah. Which is weird for you.
1: Yeah. Like I, I am obviously an extremely critical Montreal Canadiens fan and uh, I, I, I felt good. Even when the series started, I felt good. Yeah. I just, it's probably because I already felt like they got their victory. Yeah. Defeating Toronto. So whatever happens, you know, happens. But I still felt confident. Like, I actually felt like they were going to win, uh, especially when that first game started. And then they beat Winnipeg, and now they're going into play Vegas. And I don't feel confident that they're going to win. Yeah. But I feel good about their season. Yeah. Because whatever happens, there's a really good growth season, and they made it f- further than so many teams that, like, yep. the Montreal Canadiens made it further than the Colorado Avalanche. Like, what kind of world do we live in? And the Boston Ruins? Like, yep. what's going on? Yep. So. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with that. Totally.
0: Um, on TSN Overdrive, they did a confirm or deny, which is a segment where they make a statement and they confirm that it will either happen or they deny that it will happen. Okay. And the confirm or deny was that Montreal will take it to at least six games and every single one of them confirmed it. Wow. And they're all Toronto guys.
1: Very interesting. So I none
0: that. of them thought they were going to win, but they thought it was going to go at least six games. Hmm. I c- <laughs> which i vegas i don't know i good. consider that a victory for montreal
1: if it goes six games vegas is good obviously yep but i do think that montreal matches up pretty well with vegas sure i'm worried about Flurry because he can do crazy things in the playoffs yep. it's gonna be a goalie but duel i i think montreal could push it to six i really do
0: okay so you have a video about the series
1: or recapping recap yep as and as I, as believe as as I believe your dad did one too he also did one yeah okay
0: so is there anything you want to say that you haven't really mentioned in those because that's there's two mm. there's probably like 20 some minutes of content there between yeah, the yeah no not really i, don't I mean really i don't understand. have really, any really comments on it either so
1: just looking forward to the next series
0: yeah all right um so here i have some i put after the recap on the notes i put some talk just some points sure so i have whenever we talk about a series we're gonna do the recap and then we're gonna have a couple notes about either one team or both teams some of them i don't have anything like usually the teams that are eliminated we're gonna talk about because there's questions right the, the team's yeah. moving on we'll talk we'll, we'll see what future. happens so yeah. So, Montreal Canadiens talk. Eric Engels of Sports is reporting that sources have informed him that Jeff Molson, the owner of the Canadiens, has offered a lucrative three year contract extension to your boy. Yeah, I wonder why. Bergevin.
1: If Montreal had lost in the first round, I think there would have been conversations about it. But isn't that funny
0: how if you go out in the first round, you're done, but it, you make it to the second round and Results? now you're getting a three year deal yeah. that's worth. Cha-ching. He's
1: on year—I can't remember if it's year 8 or year 9 of his
0: plan. It's 8 or 9, for sure. Yeah. I know 8 came up, but I don't know if this is the 8th year or he's had 8 years and this year. Yeah, he wanted to do it in 5. We're on year 8. And And it's funny because they were talking about how he built this team to succeed in the playoffs because it's a different style of hockey. Yes. And it's doing that so far. We'll see when they're out of the North Division. Mm Mm-hmm. But you also have to get to the playoffs. And if this was a regular year, he wouldn't have made it to the playoffs. That's the thing.
1: Like, yeah, the t- I understand that playoff hockey is different. And you're right. They are built to play in the playoffs. They just have that wear it, wear you down type of style of hockey. And it works. Like, it really does work. Defense yep. is boring, but it works. Yep. But, man, you got to get to the playoffs and you need to look at least somewhat promising. Yeah. And not the, Mont- and the Montreal just simply didn't this yep. year. And that was with, obviously, Carey Price being hurt. But Jake Allen played well this year. It's totally. It's not like, oh, you can blame the, the backup goal. Jake he, Allen helped them get this he way. He was one of their best players the entire year. I agree. So. I, obviously, there's still lots of question marks for me yeah. moving forward, and I am slightly disappointed by this news. But I figured you might I want be. to give my final opinion after this round.
0: Okay. Um, I also have uh, that the Montreal has made a request to the Department of Health in Quebec to increase their in-arena fan attendance. Because uh, Vegas, full burn, coming back to Montreal, what is it, 2,500 or 5,000? 2,500.
1: I, it's not the Canadians' fault, but it, it's going to play an impact, I think. A
0: hundred percent. There's I, no way it can
1: It's going to go against Montreal. There's obviously. no way it
0: can't. I couldn't so I, agree more with that statement. I'm, I'm disappointed.
1: I would almost rather them play all of the games in Vegas. Yeah. And just.
0: Just deal with it? Just deal with it, yeah. So honestly. the Quebec government said they are going to analyze it. They're looking at it. Uh, I don't know I don't have the schedule in front of me so I think it's like, it'd be way later into the week before this even yeah. becomes a thing like would be Thursday Friday or whatever. Um so I don't know I could see them doubling it to 5000. Yeah, I think you, it actually You're was, not getting a full barn out of it. No, but sure yet. I could see I mean if you were 2500 before everyone else. And Quebec kind of does its own thing anyway and it yeah except like, from the rest of the country I could see them doubling
1: it. And what they could consider doing is removing all of those fabric uh, panelings on the along the bottom row mm-hmm. and just removing those and allowing fans to come down further which yeah. will allow more separation throughout everything yeah so if you do that you, you know you might be able to get up to five grand or 7,500 fans or something and that that could make a difference
0: mm. i so. wonder if they could do like 5,000 prove you've got vaccinations
1: Yeah, you go through the process and make it, you know, let people in who have at least one of the vaccines
0: or hopefully two. That could be incentive for people to get it that haven't got it too. That's huge incentive. Did you see what Alberta's doing? No,
1: I did. I only read the headline. So if I'm wrong, I apologize. But apparently they're giving away like lottery money, like a a million dollars to three, three million dollars to
0: Alberta has a different type of people out there. Like it's conservative base. So I could see them being more hesitant. Yeah, there's definitely some
1: more anti-vaxxers out there. than Yeah,
0: yeah. So anyway, I hope yeah. I hope they can get a little bit more in there. Like even with the twenty five hundred I found made a big difference. It did. But that's compared to nothing. Like when you compare that to the Vegas Byron, like it's And Vegas is crazy. Yes. Like that's one
1: of the loudest buildings in the NHL. I can tell you from experience in a playoff game. I've been there. It is absolutely nuts there. And I I even if Montreal was at full tilt, with all their fans in there, I still think no offense to Montreal fans, I still think Vegas would be louder. Yeah. In that arena. It's just they're just
0: Jack, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So we'll see. Right. We'll see how. I mean, we'll get into some predictions at the end of the podcast about that. Okay, Sounds but good. we'll just see where Montreal goes from there. So, on the Winnipeg talk, the uh, first thing we're going to talk about is Mark Shifley Yeah, because uh, he had a he had a post game interview or exit interview to the media, and I found he was kind of defiant in it. And I want to play it. Can we play it?
2: Yes, please.
0: Okay, so we're going to play the clip for you. And after we watch it together, we'll come back and talk about it.
2: The decision by the NHL, I know that you felt it was a clean hit. I know you didn't agree with their decision. They were clearly trying to send a message. I'm wondering what message you felt that was and how you would play that play differently based on the message that they've sent to you and maybe to all the players in the league going forward. Well, obviously, I had to, you know, my chance to speak. You know, in the in the in the hearing, um, you know, I don't know how much was actually absorbed um, by them. You know, it's it's a hard one. I you know, I I think at the end of the day, you just you just you know, you regret the the outcome of it. You know, I said that over and over. You know, you never want to see a guy hurt, and I'm a guy that you know, you know that that respects this game and respects players, and um, you know, I never want to see a guy hurt no matter what it is. I was trying to negate a goal. Um, you know, I'm coming back on the back check to, to, to prevent a goal and go back the other way. You know, I, I'm, I'm out there to score goals. I'm not out there to, to hit guys. I'm out there to, to try to prevent a goal and, and try to win the game. I would have loved, you know, an answer from them of what, of what would have been a better thing to do. Cause you know, you know, if I replayed the thing over and over in my mind and the only, the only real thing is if I gave up on my teammates, um, on that play and just didn't back check, you know, it's over and done with, I'm not going to, You know i'm not gonna continue to 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 cry over it but um it's 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 the decision they made i i i still believe it was excessive i still believe it wasn't you know they you know they knocked me out of the series you know i don't even get a chance to play with my teammates and battle with my teammates in the series um you know for a guy with with a clean record you know i can't i can't let one bad thing um you know knock me down obviously it's 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 crushing to you know that my season was ended um, by that and I wasn't able to I wasn't able to play in this series, um, you know I thought I was gonna be I thought I was gonna be tried to shut down by Philip Deneau. and you know it was Department of Player Safety that shut me down so that that definitely sucks you know I'm a very very positive person I'm a very very happy person um, you know and that I've definitely took away from a lot of my happiness and took took away from my joy of you know this beautiful game. You know you guys the media you know had us not making the playoffs being a bottom feeder in the league so you know that's where you know you guys you guys you guys get caught you know contradicting your guys selves all the time so you know you guys you guys didn't have any hope for this team um from from day one um and I think we proved you guys wrong all season long. You know, we, you know, we made the playoffs, we swept, the, swept in the Edmonton Oilers. We went to the second round in the playoffs, you know, obviously it didn't end the way we wanted to, That <laughs> that's about it. We were, we were written off from day one and we, we proved people wrong all season long. And, you know, we go through that slide, uh, you know, towards the end of the year and we were written off again. You know, everyone wanted the, wanted a Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers series. And, you know, we, we proved people wrong. We made the playoffs. We won our first round and, you know, I think, you know I think that's where that's where my head's at is that you know we prove people wrong and we want to continue to prove people wrong you know we don't get a lot of respect in the in uh you know the grand scheme of things you know everyone wants the you know Toronto Maple Leafs and the Edmonton Oilers um and the Montreal Canadiens to to be going on no one wants the Winnipeg Jets to to do anything
0: what do you think about that
2: uh, let's break it down let's break okay. it down so I wrote
0: a couple of... down of notes in order of him talking so general impression is I'm frustrated Okay, so the first comment he made, or one of the first comments he made, he said, I'm not sure how much was absorbed by them.
1: That feels like almost something you shouldn't say. Like, he was
0: asked, like, what, what's going to be taken away from your experience or what they were looking for in the Department of Player Safety. And he said, well, I'm not really sure how much was absorbed by them. So it's not about them, it's about you. You're the one that got the discipline. Exactly. I just... So I think he's not understanding what happened here. Bruce Cassidy got fined. Yes.
1: For being critical of the referees. Yep. Is that not similar? Being him being critical of Department
0: of Player Safety after a suspension? I'm sure. And he even mentioned in one of the clips, which I did not include, is he says, I'm going to stop there before I get fined. And then later on, he starts off with some of that rest of that other stuff. <laughs> so he obviously doesn't. Um, yeah. I, I, he, okay. He also says that he was trying to negate a goal, which we have shown that he was not. Correct. He did not try to play the puck. Correct. He says... I wish I would have got an answer for a better thing to do from player safety when they told him, we would have liked to see you make an attempt for the puck.
1: That's, that's what really, so again, me. like they literally he, told him what they could, he's, what could it's not done.
0: sinking in for why he got the suspension.
1: It's frustrating because he has zero accountability for his actions. Totally. And uh, honestly, I lost a lot, if not all respect for from <laughs> it. My,
0: it's like he's in a bubble.
1: Uh, honestly, it's like, I, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, it's like, even if you think you're wrong, man, just take, just shut up and just take but accountability. He I don't think he thinks and,
0: he's wrong. It took away from his joy, his happiness of this great game. He's not the victim. No, he's not. He's not not the victim. That's right. The victim is the guy that's still not playing for Montreal. He might be back later, but not right now. Um, And then at the end, he calls out the media, saying that they they had written them off and how they were wrong and how everyone wants a Toronto, Montreal, Calgary to go on and nobody's cheering for the Jets. Like where did that come from? Bottom
1: feeder. What are you talking about, Mark Scheifele? I've never seen one reporter. I
0: thought the Jets were slated as second on almost everyone's things I for the North Division yeah, predictions. Yeah, I had
1: them second in the North Division, I think, or third, something like that. Definitely had them making it. I just want to know what he's talking about. I've never seen anyone's predictions prior to the season starting, having them at the bottom.
0: Yeah. So I know that clip was a little long, but I, I wanted. he said so much that I just wanted to get it out. And yeah. In the past, we've just read quotes, and I think it's just better if you just hear it from the player himself and you can disappoint make your own judgment. Really, really disappointing.
1: I I still forgive him for making the hit, but...
0: He, like, I I didn't think we were going to talk about him again no. after we had that last podcast. I, no, I thought, I, you know, we had two videos. You had two videos on it. Yep. We had the podcast on it. That's like, I don't know, 30-some minutes of talking about Mark Scheifele in this hit. Yeah, and here he'll. we are again because he just won't let it go. Like, obviously, he's disappointed because... And he's going to miss the first game of the, the, the next season because he still has one game left on the suspension. That's true. That's true. So he will not be with this team for the opener. I... Yeah, I don't know. All right, so let's just leave Mark. Like I want on. to talk
1: about it more, but I don't. I just. I think we should be done with it. I don't it. want to give him any more. That's attention.
0: right. We played the clip for you. You guys can have your own opinion. We have ours. Let's move on. Yeah. So let's talk about other things. about Win- Winnipeg Jets points. So, yeah. uh, both the GM Kevin Sheldayoff, and Paul Maurice uh, praised the job the coaching staff did with the Jets this year, and suggest that the oh, it also suggests that the current staff will be carrying over next year. So if right. you have yep. if you have questions about whether there's going to be a shakeup with the coach. Doesn't sound like it.
1: I I expected that to happen. I
0: the the players love playing for Palmer. Maurice, yeah. so he's a good dude. So yeah. I wasn't thinking he was going to go anywhere. Um, both of them also said that the Winnipeg has been really thin on the blue line for the last two years, which is totally yep. true. That's something that needs to be addressed, and we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, Kevin Shaldaft, the GM, also uh, emphasized that a trip to the second round represents progress after having consecutive early exits from the playoffs. So they've always gone out in the first round. They made it a little bit further. He said it's progress, but he also said it's ultimately not where we need to go, so they have to keep improving. But he said in terms of whether you look at this as a positive or negative black and white season, he says it's positive.
1: I would say it is positive. I mean, they made it to the conference finals against Vegas, and then they, like he said, they went out uh, twice in the the first round. Must have been. I don't know. He just says early exits. And then the second round this year, like it is, I don't know if I'd use the word progress, but it's, you haven't missed the playoffs in quite a while. Yeah.
0: Like that's that's pretty And I mean, you swept. Edmonton. So I mean, yeah, there's like there's lots of
1: positivity you could take from that, and I obviously there needs changes. There's changes that need to be made. Yeah, but uh, I don't think drastic ones or crazy ones. I think the, the core is right. I think the coaching staff is right. But like you said, thin on the blue lines. So yep. there are definitely opportunities for the t- for the team to improve, and I think they will. Totally, they're on the right path. Uh, do you think
0: they'll try to make a big splash?
1: No, I don't think so. Neither do I. And uh, that whole line A trade in that situation, like Pierre Luc Dubois. That's just messy for everyone. It is.
0: It's not looking good for you, the team, right no. now.
1: Uh, I think Ross Levick was the best player. Yeah. In that trade, it, <laughs> it turns out to be. Yeah. So,
0: that's funny. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we'll do you see. think they will be a cup contender next year?
1: With that team, yeah, I do. I, I don't. They're not. They won't be the, at the top of my list. Yeah. But I think they could have contended for a cup this year. Yeah,
0: I would say they're definitely a playoff-bound team. Yeah. No matter. And I what expect happens. them to make decent progress. I don't know if they're going to win the whole thing, obviously, but. Yeah. No, I think they still have a. A pretty good team. I'm there. having a
1: real hard time keeping a straight face looking at
0: you. Like, <laughs> at least I don't have to look at it. That's the positive of me doing it. Yeah. If you had this on your face, I'd probably be losing this and we'd be cutting this like crazy. Every
1: time I look at you, I, like, like I get I'm trying to have a
0: serious conversation over here and all I got is a stupid face paint on my face. Uh, okay, yeah. so let's jump into Tampa Bay and the Carolina Hurricanes. Are you disappointed? No, not really. I would have liked to see Carolina go on, but I kind of knew.
1: How do you feel about repeat winners? Like if hypothetically, I don't like Tampa repeat wins. winners. I didn't think so. I think most people don't.
0: And uh, this is a very bad thing to say. Okay. The main reason I don't like Tampa is because I don't really care for Tampa's fans. <laughs> oh. I find them really arrogant.
1: They're, I find that they are now. Um, they're not all like
0: that, but no, 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 no. there's a few bad apples that are just so arrogant that just it just rubs you the wrong wrong way and just. It puts a whole vibe in the whole organization for me, which isn't fair because they have a great team. They've got good players. There's a lot of good Canadian players on that team.
1: Yep, They're, they definitely. Ha- I know they've done everything right. Some of their fans are that that I know are very biased and very, totally very difficult to have um, a level-headed conversation with yes. logically.
0: And they, they blame are. the refs every time they don't win. I
1: don't. I don't think there's any conversations with any fans from any other teams. That have blamed the refs. I mean, personally, in conversations that I've had mm-hmm. that have blamed the refs more than some Tampa Bay Lightning fans yep. that I've, I've talked to. And they're not all wrong.
0: Like to- the Sometimes are they're wrong. definitely right. Yeah. But most Especially of the time, in the Florida series, they were right. They were right. I agree. We even called that out. But I'd say most of the time, they're, their opinions are, are biased. Totally. Um, I mean, most fans' players' or opinions are biased, but these guys just take it to it's. I mean, one it's, step above everyone it's else. It's
1: kind of the same reason that people don't like the Toronto Maple Leafs. People don't like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not because of the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's
0: because the media focuses everything on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it's not
1: well. It's not just that you're right, but also their fans. Like, True, the Toronto Maple Leafs fans are also incredibly biased, and
0: yeah, and there's also an incredibly amount of them. I, yes, like like we said, they they advertise to the biggest market. That's why Toronto gets the coverage it does. So we can complain about all we want. It Doesn't matter. We're the small people on the outside. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> like like as a Toronto fan, you just like when Toronto wins. That place is going to go nuts. Like, there's no place has gone before. They have never won in, like... There's, like, barely anyone alive right now that was alive last time. 54 was, years, I believe. Yeah, uh, so 67, wasn't it? 20,
1: 20, 20 or 21 days from now, they will officially hold the longest streak for an NHL a- team that has not won the Stanley Cup.
0: Yeah, anymore. so, I mean, that place... Like, if they went to the second round, pff, there will almost be a parade for the second round. Yeah, and... Like, so when Toronto ha- wins, that place is going to explode. But when they do bad, of course, the people on the outside are going to pile on because, like I said, you get you get so much attention that way. And I told I said last podcast, I'm not going to pile on the Toronto fans anymore because I legitimately feel bad for them. And that's 100 percent true. I'm going yeah. to try be, to be nice to them.
1: Do you know the longest streak in any professional sports
0: of, of failure or success yeah, of,
1: of not having a champ in between championships? Is it soccer? No, of the top four, not. Oh, soccer. OK. I guess soccer is. Technically more popular than hockey now, but still.
0: There's probably a really bad soccer team that's, like, never won. That's, uh... It's in baseball. If I'm not mistaken. Do you know who it is, or...?
1: They have... they have, Yeah, it's the Cubs. I think it's, like, 104 years or 108 years or something ridiculous. It's, like, wow. twice as long as, though, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, I think it's the Cubs.
0: Didn't someone... Didn't the Cubs just win or
1: something? I don't remember. I don't, I don't
0: remember. know. Someone just won that had won in a long time. I can't remember who it well, was. lost
1: the Boston Red Sox did. Like, what, no, it wasn't, it wasn't
0: the Red Sox. I'm trying to think... Was it a New York team? I can't remember. I don't follow baseball, so I don't. But I, I know really I know some team in baseball won, in, which hasn't won in a long time. You can let us know in the comments, but we don't really care that much. Because <laughs> <laughs> we just don't. This is a hockey channel. This is a post post podcast, not, like, the, yeah. not the post-to-post in the field.
1: Exactly. Not base-to-base.
0: Base. Yeah, not base-to-base. Base, not bake-to-bake. Bake. Um, <laughs> So. Yeah. Uh, okay, back. These are your notes here for the first person. you may as well just go over them. So uh,
1: I thought Vasilevsky was amazing. Obviously. Like, you could say a thousand good things, about. Stampgos, yep. Kucherov, and Hedman, and yep. Point and, and the whole really the whole lineup. Even the the depth guys like Kalorn. Yep. What an amazing depth player. Um but Vlad Vasilevsky, like he doesn't get enough praise. And it makes it 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 makes me angry because not only do you have the team in front of you, but you've got
0: yes. him in that. Like they've got amazing. everything, and we're going to get into a comment here after in a second.
1: Yeah, but, but uh, I just I just want to say how outstanding I thought he was. But on the other side of the coin, I also thought Nadelkovic and Mrazic played very 100%. well that season, even though they lost. I agree. I thought they played very well. Uh, Tampa just had too many weapons, I think in my opinion. They just—Carolina has lots of weapons too, but it's just, just endless. Like They just have so much depth in, in Tampa.
0: I want to ask you a question. Yep. This is kind of off topic a little bit, but not really. Do you th- now this is the second round so technically the matchups aren't supposed to be fair there's supposed to be an advantage with the top team and the bottom team a little bit not as bad as the first round Yep I think this round most of the game matchups were extremely close like you had one and two Vegas and Colorado Tampa and New York or Tampa and these guys could have gone either way Yep Boston Islanders could have gone either way and technically Montreal Winnipeg could have gone either way
1: If you look at if you look at potential Stanley Cup matchups, ignore the conferences, ignore the divisions, and just yep. look at individual teams. And you think about, well, what's a, a plausible matchup at the end of the year? Yeah, Boston Islanders would sure. have been a plausible matchup. Sure, Carolina Tampa would have been. Sure, uh, Colorado versus Vegas, a hundred percent. Yeah, would M- have been. Montreal
0: <laughs> wouldn't. <to Vegas? laughs> Montreal fun a pick? Probably not. Okay, no, but but the, I mean, for a second round, those are crazy matchups. That's like it's
1: it's almost disappointing because we got to lose <laughs> one of those teams. Yeah, like Vegas Colorado.
0: We're gonna in get fact into that. Colorado was gone. We're gonna get into that, but it's it's a travesty. It's
1: yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Uh Carolina also just couldn't keep the lead. Like they went up in that game, I think it was four two, maybe, and then Tampa just went boom, 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 came back and and won that game. That, to me, that was a tr- bit of a turning point um, in that series. But so
0: now Tampa goes on to play the Islanders again, again for the second, second straight year. Thomas yep, finals. Right? We'll get into that in a second, but. Islanders have some retribution they probably want to oh, pay back yeah. here. So they're going to yeah, be ready yeah. for that. All right. So let's talk about some Carolina stuff. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about Dougie Hamilton. We've got to talk about his comments. I'm not going to play them on here. we got some other comments while we're going to play. but
1: They're interesting.
0: He took a shot at Tampa Bay saying that they were basically circumventing the cap by having $18 million of players in addition to what the cap allows by having some players... Uh, Kutrov <laughs> on long-term injured reserve for the entire season and then true. magically bringing him back just in time for the playoffs when he's playing like he-man out there and he's leading the playoffs in points. He is. Yes. How do you feel about that? <sighs> okay. When I first read it, I didn't like it. Not, not from Dougie Hamilton. I didn't like it from Tampa's point of view. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's pretty dirty. Like, like what are the chances that this guy's actually hurt comes back? Day one playoffs and is absolutely on fire. Yeah. But that just happens to be what happened. And there's a huge vetting process. Like the league is involved. They have to investigate the medical records. They make sure everything's on the up and up. Mm -hmm. What's what some people may not know about this is as soon as that last game of the regular season is played, the salary cap is gone. It doesn't matter how much is on your books. If you've got $200 million in players and somehow you can legally bring them all back. You can have a $200 million player in the playoffs or a team in the playoffs. That, I mean,
1: I'm, I'm very conflicted because one part of me wants to be like, that's the rules. Other teams do it. Other teams do it. That's the rules. Tampa just played by the rules. They didn't do anything. 100%. They technically didn't do anything wrong. Nope. And it's, it's, you know, that's on the other teams for not doing the same thing. Or obviously it's a very difficult thing to do successfully. Yeah. But, but the other side's like, come on, guys. <laughs> Like, really?
0: like That's the side I was on at first, and I think I'm leaning more towards your first side now because...
1: It doesn't anger me.
0: They technically did not do anything wrong. Other teams do it. The stars aligned for this to work out the way it did. And Tampa has an amazing team that they didn't necessarily need him for the regular season. Right. But he just takes them to the next level when he gets here. Yeah,
1: We can't be mad at them for being smart. No. Like... Wait. (laughs) That's just how it has to be. Like it's just, uh,
0: it's just the timing is just so coincidental, I guess. Like I'm not, I'm not calling it's flub, but like wh- who's not to say that Kucherov could have been ready two or three weeks before the season was over? And it's like, hey, we can't bring him back because his cap is too high. Yes, you gotta wait, exactly. keep practicing, and then bam, he's just beast mode. I think, I think that happened. I, I really I, do. I
1: agree, but I think, like you said, the stars just kind of aligned in a way.
0: And that's so. and that's what Julian of the GM, said. Oh, that's he what said, he Sometimes said. Sometimes the stars align. That is a direct quote uh, from him. Sometimes the stars. He align. said everything was on the up and up. That's some- a very good
1: way for him to word it <laughs> yeah. without getting in trouble yeah. or admitting anything.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, no, I mean, good on him. Good on him. So, let's talk about some hurricane stuff.
1: Yeah, it might get a little messy.
0: Hamilton's UFA. Is he going to be back with this team or is he going uh, somewhere he, else? I
1: think he, I think he, 100%. He has to be back. I think there's, based on personality.
0: I think there's going to be a lot of people going after him. Do you think Winnipeg might go after him?
1: Oh, there's definitely going to be a lot of people going and after him. And that's what him, I mean. As, sh- as there should be.
0: Carolina has a reputation as, as a cheap team now. Like their owner does not want to pay money. Like we have coaching questions because yes. you have a great coach who's loyal to that city who may not be coming back because you don't want to pay the man or pay his assistance.
1: I think, I, I think Hamilton wants to be there like yeah emotionally genuinely wants to be in or play for the carolina hurricanes so i think i think it's not a typical situation where there may not be as much outside influence as there were for another typical typical player or whatever i think he genuinely wants to be in carolina so
0: i personally see him staying yeah i have no idea who knows? i don't know how to read the situation some people online not like people like us like like actual articles were saying that Boston might take a run at him. Like what? Boston got rid of him. They didn't want him. Yeah. Like there's no way they're going to go after him again. Like no, no chance. So. 0%. I mean, they're, I honestly don't know. I think a lot of people are going to take a run at him and it's just going to matter of how much more other people are willing to spend. And if he wants to take a little bit less to stay where he is, if he likes his situation, if he likes his teammates, which yep. he said, obviously he does. Um, I tell
1: you what though, I bet you hundred percent. There's going to be endless days of conversations about this from Toronto. About the Maple Leafs, <laughs> could they be interested in Hamilton? Even yeah. if they are not, just yeah. fact, the fact that that conversation is going to happen. Well, they're already
0: talking about whether they're moving on from Morgan Riley or not. There so, I go. mean, there's definitely going to be talk. Yep. Um, so, what is Carolina going to do with their goaltending situation? Because both of their main goalies, James Ryder or James Ryder and Peter Mrazek, are both UFAs right now, and then Alex Nedeljkovic is an RFA.
1: I think that I like Reimer, but I think it's I think his time is done. Yep. In Carolina, I'd like to see them. Uh, sign Mrazic again. I definitely like to, to see them uh, keep a hold out of uh, Nedeljkovic. I, I really, really like him a lot. Yep, I would love to see him stay. So their goaltending in the playoffs is what I would hope to see next year, going into uh, next season. But who knows? And then there's Brindamore, like you said.
0: Yeah, Nel Nedel
1: Nedel Nedel
0: Nedel 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 Potential Rookie of the Year
1: potential rookie we're gonna get i
0: have that at the end of my notes i wanted to make sure that was him i was pretty sure it was we're gonna get into that but you can't you can't let that go no that's the one out of all of them you have to knock up first and and
1: and he's an rfa right yeah so
0: true he's saying but the other two i don't know i think reimer could be gone i think you're right
1: you think anyone would make a qualifying offer to a to a goalie an offer sheet an offer sheet
0: there's been talk about offer sheets for this year and they're going to be so low because no one has money but they're saying that potential low offer sheets could oh, screw some you're teams right because there's so many teams that are up with the cap that even a low offer sheet they couldn't match and because the offer is so low the penalty for the offer sheet is not high because you're not oh, offering very right. much.
1: Oh my god, you're right. And then there's teams that I mean, we know the cap's not going to go up probably for another couple of years. So they have to not they're not just planning for next year, they're planning for probably 3 years after that. Yeah. So I think you're, you're. Dang, this is going to be an intense offseason. I hope it is. We're going to see some
0: offers. There, there's been talk about it. This 100%. is the, this is the perfect year for it because, like I said, the cap crunch is real, and when you're making low offers, your penalty is not high. It's like a third yeah. round pick or something. Like. I love
1: it. I love it. Bring it on.
0: Yeah. Very okay. And the last thing I want to talk about with Carolina right now. I wish we could have Kale on. Kale would be a good person to talk about he this. Would. He
1: would. He likes the, uh, he the Hurricanes. He's a big fan. Shout out to Kale. Shout, Shout out to Kale. Vesper Hockey I'll Shout out YouTube.
0: to Vesper Hockey. He watches all our podcasts. He says nice things to us. Makes us feel good. He does, yes. And he also <laughs> makes videos about his jerseys and the Carolina <laughs> hey, Hurricanes. Hey, Kale, how do you like my face paint? You can let me know on Discord later. Um, what's going on with Moore Is he staying? Is he going? Is he going to Seattle? He says he wants to stay there. He also says he wants his assistant coaches taken care of. And it sounds like the the owner is lowballing big time with, with how much he's being offered. I think
1: if the Carolina Hurricanes do not make Rob Brennan more happy or his assistants and he ends up leaving or whatever, you're, that team is going to lose a lot of trust from within the family. And
0: that's a huge point. I was watching a show. I don't remember which one it was. And they said, this is, this is your guy. Like, this is a Carolina Hurricane through and through.
1: He's not just a coach.
0: If you right. don't take care of this guy, who are you going to take care of? And he says that sends a message to everyone exactly. looking at potentially going into exactly.
1: that organization. He's like a family member. And if you don't take care of him. That's but the th-
0: owners come out saying that I think th- that coaches and GMs are paid too much. And I'm not going to pay that.
1: I mean, I don't necessarily disagree in a way. I guess it depends on the coach. but
0: it's, it's tough because of the crunch right now in COVID. Yeah. But I don't know. Like some of the coaches are making four or five million dollars a year now.
1: He's... He's not only such a good coach, but like, he has such good relationships with his players. Just pay the man.
0: Like it was his dad's. Did you see the video with his dad's birthday and he's yeah. in the locker room and he's like the, the team's like singing happy birthday yeah. to his dad. Like,
1: And they all messed up on his name because they didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, uh.
0: And I mean, the David Ayers thing. Yes. He had a good speech after that. Like, this is a good dude.
1: You need to, you need to retain him. This if is a good dude. Someone else is going to eat him up and they're going to have lots of success.
0: Yep. So. So anyway, um. I don't know, we'll see what Carolina does. I'm not I don't really have any Carolina Carolina's got a good team. I don't I don't know if they need to tweak a lot. Not a lot. Like
1: there's not like there's not much
0: like people have to lose. Like no not every team can win. And just because you don't win this year doesn't mean you can't win next year with a similar team. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just it's, just, it's like it, a roll of the dice almost, especially with how close some of these matchups were.
1: It's kinda of like Winnipeg in a way. Like there's a couple of decisions they need to make, like with Stasny. I think he's UFA. I mm-hmm. have to make a decision there. Carolina has a couple decisions they need to make, but I don't think generally need to do an whole overhaul in the team. Like, you're not even close, right? Really. Yeah.
0: I think the coaching is one of the most important decisions yeah. they're going to be making. It's going to be an or interesting team to watch in the
1: offseason. Sure. Yep.
0: All right, let's talk about the Highlanders-Bruins. <laughs> the one time I come on here and say, I'm feeling pretty good about this series. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really...
0: Uh, Should have stuck with I'm not feeling good about this series.
1: They really... Uh, like, those last uh, two games, really
0: totally real bad yep like real bad and yep
1: how do you feel about the rask hate online Have the rask rask
0: always gets hate it is so unjustified yeah it's unbelievable he's hurt it's been going on for decades i know or a decade i guess i right? mean even uh what's his name what's the guy that beat the guy at the shoe on nbc there uh, uh, mike milbury <laughs> mike milbury even mike milbury had bad comments about rask at the end of the season last year
1: mike milbury has bad comments with everyone <laughs> except for mike milbury <laughs> yeah
0: like he's the worst like goes back to finland to look after his daughter doesn't play in the playoffs. She's one of the most She's in the hospital. Credible decision. Going ever. back to be a yeah. dad. The team supports it, getting ragged on by the fans.
1: Family is more important than hockey.
0: And getting ragged on by the fans again. When he needs a surgery, he's gonna be able five to six months. Yeah. I don't get it.
1: Uh, Anybody wants to play there? A, he,
0: he says he doesn't check social media. Like,
1: and, but he said he lives here. Like that's where his family is. Yeah, he Says kids go to school he doesn't here. Want to play for anyone else? No. He won't play for anyone else either. I think he's. Is what he said.
0: No. Um, I have a couple other things but Yeah, let's talk, let's forward and talk about Ras because I do have some. Okay. So he's going to have a surgery for a torn labrum. Lots of people seem to have this. It's and I'll come back to that after. I had a, I had a thought. Okay. Uh, he needs it in his hip. He's going to be out. Five to six months, and he's probably going to have the surgery within the next month. So he's not looking at a quick return. It's going to be January or February. But he's also UFA, so he te- technically does not have a team to play for next he year. He has time. Do you think Boston's going to reoffer him a contract?
1: Um, not right away. I think they're going to wait and see how the surgery goes. Yeah, and see how his initial feelings are. But we're coming up on.
0: I'm just wondering free if um, is free agency wa- on
1: Canada Day? By the way, I don't know when, when it is. Probably delayed. It. It. Anyway.
0: Um, I'm just worried. Well, not worried, but Swayman did okay. Yes. The, the new goalie Boston picked up.
1: I have a question. Where's Halak?
0: He's gone. He's gone? Yeah, he's UFA as well.
1: Yeah, but where is he?
0: He's there. He's played a little bit.
1: He's played well, though, hasn't
0: he? Yeah, not really.
1: Oh, I thought he played well.
0: He's okay, but not really. I
1: haven't really been paying attention to him this year. Yeah. So I, I was, and I was confused the, why he wasn't.
0: Swayman's been the new backup. All right. So, Halak and Tuka are both UFAs. Halak, I think, is definitely gone. Hmm. It's interesting to see how they're going to play this because if they do have Tuca and Swayman, they're going to have to protect both of them from the draft or from the uh, yeah, Seattle expansion.
1: Finished. So uh, hypothetically, Halak goes, Rask doesn't play. So you've got Swayman. What, who else do they have? They have
0: to go and get another goal. That's in my notes. Hmm. Like, are they going to go out? Maybe can't tell. But- wow, I have a lot of notes about this uh yeah, yeah i it. said by the time rask is ready to return will swayman already have run away with the crease will gm don Sweeney Sway- have already hired another goaltender yeah and then i have halak as ufa he's yeah. gonna have to hire another goaltender if he doesn't have
1: probably either way
0: you can't wait until february to have a, no. a one and a two
1: no you can't
0: so the you question is what is what is the, what is the team going to be like when rask is ready to play
1: and you need to probably have a decent third string goalie as well in case of an injury happens
0: I think he might go so, look for a, a first-string goaltender right now. I think he will.
1: I mean, there's, And then is there a
0: spot for Tuke after that?
1: If he wants to play for Boston, yes. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. I think so.
0: Um, and you, you already said it. he has no desire to play for the Bruins, but when he was asked what he would do if the Bruins did not offer him a contract, he said, we'll see when we get there. Maybe I'll go play in Finland.
1: You said, I think you just said that he has no desire to play for the Bruins. Oh, I might have said that wrong. <laughs> but then. I understand what you meant. He, <laughs> he does, has no desire to play for anyone he else hasn't, but the yes, Bruins. Yes, <laughs> that's right.
0: He says if he's playing in the NHL, it's only going to be for Boston. Right. But if he does not get a contract, he doesn't know what he's going to do yet, but he's leaving the door open to potentially going back to Finland and playing there. I think that's okay. Sure. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, let me go back here because we're jumping all <laughs> over the place <laughs> for here. For
1: record I really like to Yeah. Like, as a person,
0: I don't it get it. Like, him. Boston fans suck too. Like, <laughs> it's not the Boston. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry to say this, especially J-Mark. If you ever see this J-Mark guy? Okay, so <laughs> the Boston fans in Boston are super intense. Yes. Like, we were at a game one time and there was a guy behind me saying, like, you got to get rid of Wheeler. This guy's useless. He's literally the captain of another team right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just, they pile on unfairly. And they do that to Tuca a lot. Love Tuca me. is the. He's
1: the he's the punching boy. Yeah. He's the easy one to make fun, or not make fun of, but you don't understand. He's the easy one to be critical of.
0: Like Toronto usually piles on a defenseman. This is the first year they did not they piled yeah. on Marner, but basically Tuka is the our Toronto defenseman. Yeah. When was, the season's over, we blame everything on Tuca. It was
1: Riley forbidden. It was Jake Gardner. Jake Gardner, totally. It was someone else too. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um so I don't know. I I I find that like Boston fans around here, I find are Pretty good. I know a lot of like. Great I think Boston I'm pretty awesome. You, you are awesome. I mean, <laughs> like my, I like my dad. My dad's cool. My brother in law is cool. The friends at the lake are cool.
1: I don't know if any Boston fan would look at you and think you're awesome
0: right now, though. Considering hope, what's on your I face. Hope, I hope they never see this. I keep forgetting it's on there. <laughs> I hope you guys can take me seriously when you're watching this.
1: I can barely take you
0: seriously. <laughs> you got uh,
1: Taylor Hall on here too. Yeah, I do. Well, cool. There's so much going on in Boston.
0: Okay, before we get to that, I didn't like Cassidy complaining with the refs. I wanted to put that in here. I thought it was stupid. He's sitting there complaining about. The New York Saints, which apparently is continuing on. You watch. This This is going to be the Don Cherry Carolina moment where like a uh, bunch of, what is it? a bunch, bunch, of, jerks. bunch of jerks, they're making merch about it. Now it's going to be the New York Saints, bunch of merch. <laughs> Just watch it. I guarantee it's going to happen. Wow. But I didn't like it.
1: It, it felt unnecessary. Like. He's not wrong.
0: If you don't like it, stop taking penalties. And B, where did the penalty kill go? Yeah. They scored three power play goals on you in one game. Well, game five or whatever. Like, come on. Exactly. Like, Thank- don't be mad about that. Like, be mad about the fact that your team doesn't know how to kill a pill anymore, which is, like, the core of this team.
1: Now, the refing is highly questionable.
0: I think the refing in this series—I know we complained about people who complained about refs earlier. Yeah. (laughs) But this series was by far the worst. It was. And they announced the linesmen and the refs moving on to the finals. I should have looked at it to see if these refs were in it. I did not. I suspect they will not be in it. I don't know. I haven't checked. But if I had to guess, I'd say when the NHL evaluates the four series that just played— it's this is probably one of the weaker ones.
1: Do you think he cares that he got fined fin- no, financially? No, I don't think he cares either. I think
0: he I think he tried to motivate the troops. I think that's all that was. Yeah. And I what agree. the worst part about it was he was kind of tiptoeing around it to try to not get fined, it seemed like. And he got fined anyway. So you might as well just go all in. If you know you're going to get fined, just go all just in. Just go
1: Tortorella. Yeah.
0: Like, seriously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then uh, my other note I had here just in terms of the recap is I thought both teams had a similar chance of winning. And I said that at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. Like, and I think we said that a couple podcasts ago when we gave our predictions. I said, it could go either way, but I'm feeling pretty good about it.
1: I honestly can't believe it didn't go seven games. Like I, I, just, I, think I agree. They're so closely matched up.
0: It's uh, like Brad Marchand was like the only one who knew how to score a goal for Boston at the end of it there. Yeah,
1: in a way, really. Yep.
0: Okay, Taylor Hall. So he says he's prioritizing fit with a team or money when he goes at unre- unrestricted free agency this summer.
1: But he's also said he wants to play in Boston. Yes. So it's he, gonna. he might be playing some mind games here a little bit. Yeah.
0: It'll be interesting. I don't know if he'll be back or not. If he does, it's he's not going to make $8 million. I know that.
1: Hypothetically, do you think a team like specifically Colorado would be interested in Taylor Hall? Bringing him in a team that's fairly stacked. They've got really good contracts. With you know, like McKinnon's contract is amazing. But they the
0: have uh, Landis Scott's contract is up, which we'll get into. Yeah. And he's making five point something. I'll have it written down here later. We'll get into that. But, but I
1: think Taylor Hall's at the position where he's made some money. Yep. and I th- he know, but he hasn't won. So I'm thinking that his his mindset is. So you're saying take that less to go to a, a team, team that's, that's better, almost than... certainly going to win the Stanley Cup in the next five years. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the Colorado Avalanche would be interesting. It's yeah. not the best fit, like for the exact player that they need.
0: But do you think he wants to jump that many teams?
1: I don't think he cares at this point. Yeah, he might not. I think he just wants to win, and he knows his time is running out, and he knows that there are. Potential question marks in Boston. Yeah. yeah as much as he likes Boston.
0: His, his quote, he's saying, I just want to find a good home for the next few exactly. years. Yep. He just wants to win. Man, who wouldn't want to live in Colorado, though? I would love to live in Colorado. <laughs> I know you would. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. let's. I want to talk about real quickly about Boston's UFAs because there is a pile of There them. is a ton. Krejci, Dave Krejci, Taylor Hall, Sean Corrali, Mike Riley, Kevin Miller, Stephen Campher, Jared Tenorti, and both goalies, Tuka Rask and Halak. There's going to be some changes here. I mean, there's so no way all those people are coming back. David Krejci, if he comes back, I don't know how old he is. That's I think a, he's 35, 36. That's 18. a risky contract. David Krejci is making the most money on the team right now.
1: He's very injury prone. He's up there in age.
0: He's going to have to come back for a lot less.
1: He, yeah, a lot less. And I, other teams could. And we're already seeing him, like him, but
0: the core Bruins are already starting to move. Like Chera went last season. Yeah, um, it's already started to, to break What's up, his name on defense? Uh, McAvoy. No, or no, no. Mc- uh, <laughs> Krug. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm glad you got that because I wouldn't have. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's lots of in Boston. Yeah, like I said, uh, Brandon Carlo needs to be. Brandon Carlo's an RFA. He's, an RFA, he's, yeah. he's currently making $2.85 million. He's probably proven that he's worth more than that now. He's good.
1: Get- and you have to pay defensemen a little bit more than yep. forwards, anyways. So and yeah. hes they've leaned on him. They've leaned on and him. I was
0: not a Carlo fan years ago. I thought he sucked. Yeah, I remember that, actually. Remember and he's actually really good now. I've talked to my dad about this. Like, I'm very impressed with how improved Carlo is. Yep. He's yep. definitely one of the staples back there.
1: Uh, but there's
0: concussion things, too, yep. with him. So, yep. Got to take that into consideration, I guess. So, we'll see where Boston goes. But, yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to be looking at it. And I thought even this year. Mm, this year, or last year, I can't remember. There was a lot of new names, maybe a lot, mainly last year. A lot of new new kids. Like Boston's really old, and they're really young at the same time. And it's like you're trying to figure out which of these young guys are going to be good and which ones aren't.
1: Do you want DeBrusque to go? <laughs> I feel he's really Like he's my favorite player on the team. DeBrusque has. Yeah, he's really he's either
0: got to go or he's got to get better. He's, he's not living up to what he's supposed he to be. So inconsistent. He's unbelievably inconsistent. Yeah.
1: It, it, it makes me angry because, like I said, he's my favorite player on the team.
0: He has not lived but. up to the hype of what... Like, we weren't expecting a great a superstar of him, but we yeah. were expecting a second-line score, and he is not.
1: He reminds me of almost like Delchenik in a way. Lots of, like... I you, you know f- the talents there. I think that's fair. But it's just... You don't know what you're going to get from night to night. So.
0: <laughs> I just remembered I have this face paint on. <sighs> I have not forgotten. Oh, okay, that's good.
1: <laughs> I try to... When I look at you, I try to look you right in the eye because <laughs> I can't look at anything else <laughs>
0: All right, yeah, all right, let's jump into the big one Vegas, Colorado.
1: I, I, okay, going into the series, this is a series that should be the Stanley Cup final. Coming out of the series, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I feel like we had everything we had the dynamic scoring, highlight plays, we had incredible goaltending, uh, we had amazing rushes, we had dramatic, uh, up and down scoring where one team takes the lead and then the other team comes back. We've had overtime, like. It is the exact series that you wanted it to be. It just didn't go seven games.
0: And it's been fun to watch.
1: It's been so fun to watch. And the first game,
0: okay, Leonard was in net. You thought it was over.
1: I don't blame Leonard for, the, for that loss. It was like the whole team sucked that first game. I can't believe that this series ended the way it did after that first game. I agree. Like that, that is some of the most perfect hockey I've ever seen in general, Not let alone probably the second best team in the mm-hmm. NHL in the Vegas Golden Knights and in a playoff game. I just, I'm blown away that, that they weren't able to replicate that. But. And
0: they were up 2 0 in the series. Yeah. Mind you, Vegas probably should have won the second game. They ended up losing it.
1: They win four straight.
0: They are the fourth team to lose four straight goals this playoffs. To
1: win four straight games?
0: To lose. To lose.
1: Oh, the I'm talking Apple about Colorado, bench. yes. Are
0: Colorado are the fourth team, the fourth team in this playoffs to lose four games in a row.
1: Four games in a row. Wow.
0: In one playoff that's only barely halfway through.
1: Like I have obviously a lot of great things to say about Colorado and how incredible. I they thought are.
0: Colorado was winning the whole thing,
1: but a massive round of applause to Vegas, 100 percent for sticking with this and and grinding it out and and shutting those guys down, getting strong goaltending.
0: They were trying I to say, it. "Who do you think the most flashy player is going to be on in the Vegas Montreal series?" And they were like, oh, "There is no flashy player like it's- Mark Stone." is good but he's like a dump it in grind it out kind of guy like there's no finesse like they said cole caulfield might be the yeah, cole caulfield <laughs> <laughs> might be the shine might be the best he's, he's like
1: probably. and
0: that's that that's credit to vegas because they're they are a hard and get get-it-done team like yeah, it's not yeah, led by win, superstars with per se yeah.
1: yeah you win with depth and you work what you win and you win with hard work and that's both what vegas has
0: the biggest thing i don't like about vegas is the owner i think he's a jerk face i don't mind him i don't like him
1: I I just expect, like, Vegas is so flashy. Like, everything is just so over the top in Vegas that.
0: And I like that. I I think that's more of the marketing department in charge of that. But this owner, like, he expects. He expected them to win within the first two years they were in the league. Didn't happen. They fired Gerard Gallant. We talk about this every time. But (laughs) But that was the owner. Like.
1: I think, man, if you have expectations that high. Who
0: do you like better, Gerard Gallant or Peter DeBoer?
1: uh, Definitely Gerard Gallant. I don't
0: like Peter DeBoer.
1: I didn't like him in San Jose.
0: I don't like him in New Jersey. He was in New Jersey, right? uh well, maybe now maybe Vanilla. i'm maybe i'm i don't know I
1: think, of, I think you're thinking of uh that john i forget his name john okay something. i might be thinking of someone else. That. john i don't know i
0: do remember him in san jose but for some reason i thought he was in new jersey too and in nashville I, now okay anyway uh, i i have no comments about him on in vegas because like they in vegas yeah
1: i i'm happy that he's there what I'm do you think
0: about him finessing the refs in his post-game interview where he said you know He did the opposite of what Cassidy did. He said, you know, I'm not blaming the refs. They're out there trying to do their best, and they're trying to get through all the embellishment calls. And as soon as he made those comments, the Vegas penalties went way down.
1: I think he's a smart man.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) He played it. I think he's a smart man.
0: And uh, Barry Trotz did the same thing. Mm -hmm. He was the complete opposite of Cassidy. He got the results he wanted by just kind of putting his message out there. The refs heard it. Yeah. And they kind of took it into account.
1: Literally nothing positive comes about complaining about the refs
0: <laughs> nothing
1: like nothing it doesn't matter who you are yeah <laughs> including us
0: okay i forget where we were we're uh, we still talking with the points and yeah, we're moving just, on i
1: don't know I just, i'm impressed by vegas and i'm obviously scared and you know, as a canadian fan i'm scared
0: okay so play. on my vegas my vegas note i want to talk about before we switch the page oh, okay. i want to talk about that video that was online that i sent you
1: yeah so i i'm releasing a video today talking about the uh the series actually okay recap and i talked about it at the end and i was i was disappointed to see all the hate online for the entire vegas organization or fan base rather because of what one stupid fan or a 100% you right? cannot
0: blame one incident like there's been fights in almost every game
1: i've been i was there for almost 3 weeks or in and around vegas and like spit and, honestly, spit and
0: Chiklis put out a video yesterday i think it was at an nba game of a fight in the stands and he also put this one and there was one in boston too that was on there the boston guy got thrown he was like fighting up in the nosebloods and he fell down a couple rows of stairs and the guy jumped down one after him. But in the spin, the one today there, yesterday up for the NBA, he said, this guy must have been a hockey player back in his day. He grabs the guy and he's just boom, boom, boom. The yeah. guy can't do anything. And he's just, he's getting smoked in the face. And then of his buddies comes over to help him and the guy just stops pummeling him, the guy that he's fighting does not move. He just sits there. He's like, you stay out of this. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom. Let's the guy go and his face is just covered in blood and they both take off. Dang. Yeah, I just... Uh, so, you know, I mean, that, that stuff happens. It's ridiculous, but it happens, like, all the time.
1: Every fan base has those, those yeah. fans. And I when I was there for three weeks, I had literally the opposite experience. Like, even when I wore different teams' merch, like, different hat, San Jose mm-hmm. hat, I wore San Jose hat one day. I had uh, this hat, actually. Oh, no, sorry, I'm not wearing the hat. The LA hat. It's over there somewhere. The LA hat. No one said a thing to me. I had even Washington merch. They were... Yeah, but no point. one came over and tried to steal your hat. No one did anything to me. And it was the opposite. Like I had a real good conversation. Yeah, so with a lot of people. these
0: two Colorado fans, they had a flag. It was dipped over the railing or something over the chair. Yeah. Guy comes and takes it, goes up the stairs. The big guy, I'm just going to say the big guy, the bigger, there's two guys. <laughs> one was, was the was bigger, bigger guy. guy. You know, he goes up the stairs after it. One of the Vegas fans, a different guy pushes him and then he gets hauled down to the, the stairs and there's this big kerfuffle around him. It's just like, come on, guys. Yeah.
1: We uh we're running low on time here. Uh oh we better hurry up so then. We're gonna need to hurry. We're gonna have to cut a lot of this out.
0: Okay. Uh so how much time are we at right now? We
1: got about fifteen minutes. Okay. Max.
0: Um oh yeah, we're good. There's like not much left. Okay. Okay. So Nathan McKinnon's post game. I wanna play that clip. I gotta play that clip for you. Okay. We gotta do it. Okay. So he gets asked some questions. This is right after the series ends. He's just like He's obviously emotional. He just lost. Yeah. He gets asked a couple dumb questions like, you know, where where do you think your season wrong and all this stuff? And he's like, I'm not thinking about my season. I'm thinking about this game and the last two weeks in the series. I'm thinking about losing four straight. But then he get asked the dumbest question ever. Ever. Uh, Nate, you know, I know you're a gamer and, uh, and all this. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking maybe out loud as far as in your shoes
1: right now. It's like, all right, we've done all the thinking we can do. We've done all the game planning we can do. Maybe – Maybe you know, just it. We'll just go in next year and just not think that anymore, and just win this thing when we don't think so much. Is that? Am I on the right path at all with this? Like maybe just guys think a little too much.
2: No. Last one here for Nathan Mark
0: Spector Sportsnet. What (laughs) is that? The dumbest. Is there even a question in there?
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't even understand the question. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: what's the question any sport like, is, is, is the
0: reporter high is he is he liquidated like is he
1: you almost need to have to submit your questions prior if you're gonna get I, like, stuff like that's
0: that. like i know you're a gamer like okay what does that mean and number two do you think you guys are just thinking too much
1: you should just go in and win it <laughs> yeah that's
0: that
2: easy <laughs> like
0: and then his reaction is just like you know what is this like what am i doing here like I, know, I thought that was super cringe so i wanted to play it that was great so this is the third year in the row the play, the avalanche have lost in the second round yep obviously that's disappointing uh and then nazem kadri served his eighth game i don't know if he do you think he would have made a difference in the series yeah he's the i think he see some people were saying that he wouldn't i think he would he's, nazem kadri's a good player
1: he's a he, he's a really important if not the most important depth player for the team and you've got other depth players like don yep. and whatnot. but kadri isn't really important and i think he let the team down
0: okay so in terms of where they go from here and i kind of asked this earlier do you think that, or what changes do you think need to be made? Or do you think it's just unfortunate they are literally playing the second best team in the second round this uh, year?
1: Yeah, I think it's circumstances. I yeah, me too. I don't think they really need to do much at all, honestly. Um, uh,
0: Gabriel Laniscog, Brandon Saad, Pierre-Edward Bellmeyer, Carl Soderberg, and both their goal tenders, Grubauer and Dubnik, are UFAs. Yeah, So, so some decisions to make there. Some
1: tough decisions, especially financially. For and I think,
0: players. and I said this earlier, I think Landeskog might be looking for a raise because he's currently making 5.5 and...
1: Yeah, he'll get a raise. It's probably a small one though, understandably, because yeah. the cap, I don't think Brandon Sod will be back. Belmar will hopefully be back.
0: I don't know about Soderbergh. Yeah, know. Soderbergh's not much anyway, so. Yeah. Um, we do have series previews. Not. We can skip those because it doesn't really yeah, matter what those. those. And then... Holy crap. We do have some stuff yeah, here. Okay, let's go quick. P.K. Subban on ESPN as an analyst. I meant to watch it. I didn't. I did. I liked it. I, I he's getting I a lot of it. praise on Twitter for it. P.K. Subban is an amazing Dude, person. Dude, he is awesome. There's people saying that you are already doing better than the regular guys on here. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying that you need to make this your next job after you retire from the league. I, I, so he's getting a lot of love for it. Potential. Heck yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Potential, like,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, Brad Larson, new head coach in Columbus, yeah. Um, promoted from assistant up as the new guy to replace John Totorella. I don't
1: know how I feel about that. I think he was their power play coach. Oh, yeah. And
0: the coach, the players like it because uh, Cam Atkinson, Gus Nyquist, Elvis Merz Linkless <laughs> Patrick Aline, and Jonas Corposalo all filed into the press conference <laughs> ahead of them to mm. show solidarity That's support. Awesome. So they That's like good it, though. Okay, I just want to re- quickly run through the NHL award finalists, yeah. Um, we'll dump the, dump this real quick. Um, so, King Clancy, given to the player who exemplifies leadership. Curtis Gabriel, Pekka Rene, P.K. Subban. Understandable. Masterton, given to the player voted best to exemplify qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. That's a weird, weird award to give. Like, how do you... Yeah. Um, anyway, Matt Dumba, Oscar Lindblom, and Patrick Marleau. I'm saying Oscar Lindblom would be my vote.
1: Probably based on cancer.
0: Um, the Bergeron, I mean, the Selkie Award uh, will go to, obviously, the best defenseman. Alexander Barkov, Patrice Bergeron, Mark Stone.
1: Best defensive.
0: Of uh, what I say, defenseman. <laughs> the defenseman. Yeah. The best defensive forward. Sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to rush because he's running out of time here.
1: I think Mark Stone might get this.
0: This is the Patrice Bergeron award.
1: <laughs> it, it literally is, but then
0: if they ever, re- if any of these ever get renamed, that's the first one that has to be renamed. A hundred. Like who is Selkie? Who is Bergeron? Yeah.
1: <laughs> this guy right here.
0: Okay, Lady Bank to the player to combine sportsmanship, gentlemanly conduct, and ability. I don't know why
1: Austin Matthews is on this list. I don't know either. Matthews,
0: I don't think Austin Matthews. Sigu, Aston Matthews. Jacob Slavin. Jacob and, Slavin is
1: going to win this award. He had one penalty the entire year. It was I, a puck over glass penalty. Yeah,
0: I think. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I'm feeling good about that. Jacob Slavin wins this. And then Jared Spurgeon. I ty- type with that. Yeah. Um, Calder the best rookie. Caprizov. Um, go ahead. Jason Robertson and Adelkovic. Yep. Adelkovic, we talked about earlier. I mean, Adelkovic
1: is the man. Yeah, uh, Jason Robinson, very underrated this year. Yep. How do you not give it to Kit Kaprizov?
0: Yep. Um, Ted Lindsay given to the most outstanding player. Crosby, Matthews, McDavid. It's got to be Conor McDavid. It's got to be McDavid. It has to be McDavid. How do you um, not? The Vesna, Marc-Andre Fleury, Grubauer, and Vasilevsky. I don't think it's Grubauer. I think...
1: I assume it's going to be Vasilevsky. I think so, too. I Yeah. He's um,
0: the Hart, given to the player with the with most valuable to their team.
1: That's... How do you... Hey
0: mckinnon matthews mcdavid Just
1: based on how the team would do without the person it's yeah. got to be mcdavid it's got
0: it to be mcdavid both of these have to be McDavid, especially after you got shunned last year absolutely um and then the jack adams best coach brindamore carolina this dean evison tricky. minnesota and i like
1: this one's i real think real tricky
0: i think it's between quenville and brindamore i really do
1: I, I think you're probably right but i think that if it's based on expectations
0: but this is also done by the writers' association, so it's also yes. based on who their buddies are, too, right? That's true. All right, I tried to rush through that.
1: No, that was good. That was perfect. Uh, I got to leave a five as why we're kind of rushing here, and we also need to. Uh, I gotta wash put my face. Time for face washing. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks guys for watching. I appreciate it. Thanks for adding all those notes too at the end. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I added like a couple. No,
0: things. these were all your notes, and then oh, I just took filled
1: over. Filled it all out. So I appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for watching, guys. We appreciate you. If you're watching on YouTube, we'd love it if you hit the subscribe button. If you're an audio listener, like I said, come on over and watch this episode at least for a couple of minutes uh, on YouTube so you can see Jason's face. And I hope you guys have an amazing day. And we'll talk to you real soon. Oh, by the way, I will not be here next weekend. There will not be a podcast next weekend. Okay? So we'll see you in two weeks for the podcast. Adios.